All right. Welcome in to the Creative Crypto Podcast, where we provide immersive, essential, and evergreen strategies for the novice cryptocurrency investor. How are you doing? I am one half of your host. I am Broke Boy Crypto. Some people call me BBC, but I totally understand if you don't want to. <laughs> I've got Crypto Ewok here with me as well. And right now, for the first time ever, it, you know, and Ewok, we didn't really talk about this, um, but I think it's I think it's apropos to say this. We are streaming for the first time live. So we've got our mugs on Twitter, on YouTube, everywhere. Um, but also, this is kind of a one-year podcast celebration. We started this podcast one year ago. A lot has changed since then, but uh, including, I mean, people watching the stream may not know, but your beard is much more epic than it was a year ago. I'm certain of that. How are you doing tonight? I'm great, man. Happy one year anniversary. Um, yeah, I know you know the reason for the beard, but it uh, it started in March when we were in Vegas for the uh, the Hex get together conference. And uh, I know we were at that point waiting for Pulse Chain and several people said, I'm not going to shave until Pulse Chain launches. So here we are. Now, is that just beard hair or is that, you know, is that kind of an all systems go type thing as far as any hair? Just just the beard. <laughs> just the beard. OK, just the beard. Well, um, I, I think we might be waiting a little bit longer or everybody's waiting a little bit longer than they thought they were for the release of Richard Hart's Pulse Chain. But it is still on the way. We get updates whenever we can, obviously. But yeah, welcome in the first live episode of the Creed of Crypto podcast. We got a lot to cover today. As of tonight, we are recording this on today's Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday night, September the 14th. We have got the Ethereum merge officially, supposedly, taking place tonight later on. Uh, if you are in the eastern United States, I think it's going to be about 2 a.m., 2.30 a.m. is what we just decided on, maybe? Something like that. Yeah, I think so. Right around yeah, there. sure. Yeah. Any one of these moments here. So um, we're going to get into that a little bit and our thoughts on it. We have had some interesting price action over the last week or so here on BTC. As we are recording right now, we are sitting at just over 20K. Looks like about 20.2 dipped under 20K a little bit earlier today. Um, and now we're back at it. We had a big red candle the other day kind of going into the latest CPI data that we got. And after the announcement. So why don't we start there, Ewok? We're going to get into a lot of stuff again, the ETH merge. We've got some updates in regards to Hex and some of the awesome couple of projects that are being built on the Pulse chain. I'm really excited to talk about Hedron tonight. That's something we're going to do as well as Icosa. Um, so really excited about that. But I want to talk to you first, Ewok, about we got the latest CPI data. So the latest inflation data, um, the last reading that we got back in July, uh, we did come down from 9.1% supposedly uh, to 8.6, I believe it was at that time. And just the other day, everybody was kind of pricing in. Um, I don't know how you figured this out, but apparently people in general were thinking we would be in the low eights or at 8% exactly. The figure came out at 8.3, which was enough of a difference to send the market ablaze, uh, apparently. Um, and we had a big red candle. The market has come down. And people are are bracing for more pain. So, what do you think about this reading? I know it doesn't really mean that much to you. I guess for, for the remainder of the year, just solely based on the CPI data, what do you think this paints really global markets as well as crypto? And do you think inflation continues to steadily go down? 
in the U.S. here, or what, what are you thinking about this reading? Well, I think there's a lot of things that are just gone haywire. I'm not sure. Um, I saw railways are about to strike. Uh, I believe that's tomorrow if they don't get the unions, don't get some things in order with their time off. And uh, that could put a huge, huge strain on supply chain. As you know, that's obviously what yeah. I do for a living. But um, it, it, it's it's bad and it's it's not going to get better. We're, I, we have not felt max pain yet. And I think in this situation, we're going to have to feel it across the board, not just crypto. Um, right. as, you know, it's going to be completely everywhere <laughs> I, I think yeah. things are going to get somewhat decimated and bring everybody back to the you know back to earth a little bit i think so too and you know at some point i think some of this um oh you know everything's all priced in and everything i think that has to kind of end at some point you know obviously you and i still expect more downside in this market over the rest of the year we've been kind of banging that drum for a long time now um, I said on the, the last couple of podcasts, kudos to you, because a calendar year ago, uh, you were kind of predicting that we would be in this region, if not lower. And here we are. So, I mean, we're, we are getting there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still think there's going to be more downside here. I do think inflation steadily does decrease. But the bigger event that we have coming up here in a week, I was going to say the end of September, it's a week from today now, is the next Fed meeting, the next FOMC meeting where largely, you can argue it's priced in, whatever, um, people are expecting another 75-point rate hike. Um, that, I think, is going to be the catalyst for the big leg down to get us really into the territory that you and I have been thinking we're going to go for a while here. Um, a lot of people have been calling for as low as 10K, 11K, 12K, some people 14, 16, whatever. The lowest so far in this bear market was back in June when we were at about 17 and a half. Um, are you in agreement with me on that? Because I, I I do think this move next week, and I hate that we're so tied to whatever Jerome Powell says right yeah. now in this market. But I, I really think that's going to be the catalyst for the last big leg down. I'm not saying it's going to be like boom, boom, and we're back up. I'm saying we're going to go way down in the week or coming weeks, maybe days even after that announcement. And I think, you know, lasting it in November, I think you're going to get a lot of shots at this, I guess, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. But I think this is going to be the big catalyst for the final leg down. I, I agree. I think it's the start of it. It's funny. Richard Hart posted earlier today, something about, you know, isn't it funny that somebody that we didn't even elect gets to decide all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jerome right. Powell was not an elected position. It's just, yeah, you know, it's kind of ironic how that works out. Um, right. Something else I was thinking about, too, is, you know, not just you and I, you and I have started talking about it a lot, but a lot of other streamers have really started talking about <laughs> we've all become macro experts, which none of us are, uh, right. you know, but it does affect it. And, and it's funny how you think about it and how small the, the crypto market itself really is. I think. <laughs> What is it? What's the total market cap? Maybe trillion. A trillion. So. Yeah. It's really not that much money in the global scheme of things. Um, right. It doesn't have to be this way. I, I, and I, I just wonder sometimes. Back to what I was saying is we've all become uh, such macro 
speaking that are, are we convincing everybody that this is going to happen even more? You know, the more that everyone mm. talks about this macro and everything's going down, um, are, if everybody stopped talking about it, would it still really happen? You know, it's yeah. one of those things you hear it on the news and it's everybody hears it. It's 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 programming, obviously. Um, I, I just wonder. It, it makes me curious mm. as to, you know, because this is what we're hearing about so much, we're you know, and maybe that's why it's not really a surprise either, because everybody's really anticipating it. I don't yeah, know. kind of like just a thought. I, I know. It, no, I get what you're saying. Kind of like a chicken and the egg type thing. It's like you know, yeah, is this happening because there's so much attention to it? I mean, I think there's some credence to that, but I think for the most part, I mean, we are, you know, like it or not. I mean, this is kind of what has to happen with the adoption of crypto and Bitcoin into some of these larger entities and stuff. Um, we are seeing um, people treat the crypto sector like these big companies like tech stocks, you know, and for better or worse right now, that does kind of mean that the, the crypto market is going to be kind of tied to those equities, you know, and we're just whereas in the past, Bitcoin was not really in concert with the legacy market. Well, here we are now, and that's kind of where we are now. The, the, the intriguing part and the cool part is still that the returns obviously within crypto are we think vastly still going to outweigh anything you would get in the legacy markets or anything. So when we do rip to the upside someday again, we figure that crypto will do it first and uh, a lot hotter, obviously than everything else. Yep. Volatility um, is always the price you pay for massive gains like that. Exactly. You know, and, yeah, as, so and as long as grayscale um, is still trading at a, you know, at a discount, it's not going to go up. People aren't going to buy it on the market when they can get the grayscale Bitcoin for 30, 35% off, you know? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I definitely do think this announcement next week. And are you expecting 75? I mean, I know that that's pretty much what everybody is saying. I've even seen some people throw out a hundred basis points out there. I know at the, at the end of August, um, I always feel dirty saying this, but they had the Jackson <laughs> hole uh, meeting. And um, I know that Powell, Sounded pretty hawkish at that for the most part. And it made people expect like, okay, they're really going to put their foot down on this next time around. So I think <clears> 75 <throat> is a certainty. Um, do you think there's an outside, do you agree with that? Do you think there's an outside shot at a hundred or, I mean, it seems like they're really taking this seriously at this point. I don't think it matters. I, I think it'll be 75. Between I, those I, two, I, yeah. But yeah. And I don't think one or the other, you know, isn't going to matter a whole lot at this point. Yeah. Do you do you think it really matters? No. Well, long term, no. Short term, yes. Because if we see everybody is expecting 75 right now, if we get a hundred, I think that we yeah. very quickly start to escalate or de-escalate, I guess, to yeah. the new low of this bear market. I mean, I think if 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 a hundred gets announced that day, I think we go at least to mid 17Ks literally on that day. I think that we okay. can get right back to that just because, and again, I'm just talking short term. I think regardless, like you just said, and I know you're a more long-term thinker and so am I really, I just, a lot of people are living this market day to day right now. Sure. A lot of people really are all the time because it's crypto, but I think that um, because they are living that way, that if we get a hundred, we are going to see massive downside quickly. Um, but I do, if you were to ask me, you know, 75 versus 100, where does that leave us on, say, November 5th? 
I don't think that's going to change anything. I think no, that just I know, don't either. Yeah, and it just and, and you know as we've discussed before, it is tied to the S and P the the other markets as well, um, and and that would be affected by the difference I think as well, which would in turn mm -hmm. bring the the Bitcoin and everything else price down. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, that is where we are in the markets. And, it's, you know, Ewok and I were talking before we even started tonight. I, we're getting to that point of the bear market. And I think you and I also personally, with how we've talked on this podcast, that it's getting to that boring part. You know what I mean? We're kind of getting to that part where there, there's not tons of stuff going on. Um, a lot of the bad drama has seemed to somewhat subside here for a little bit. I mean, you know, May was really the hellacious month with the terra luna stuff and then you know voyager and three arrows or whatever it's called and all these uh, you know celsius and everything over the last couple of months <clears throat> um we've seen that kind of settle down a little bit um now some people are still out there reporting on like doquan uh whatever whatever's going on with him in south korea right now and all this different stuff i mean to me that's just kind of extra drama i don't think that's anything we really need to get into that much um but it seems like as far as like the disasters as far as companies just going you know, up in flames has, has kind of subsided. I mean, we're not done here yet, but <clears throat> let me ask you this, because this is leading me to this. I'm talking myself into this a little bit. Um, I, I know, you know, I follow this guy. I love big cheds on Twitter. Um, he's a, a day trader with crypto and some legacy stocks and stuff like that. But he has been saying for some times, sometime that he is really looking. And I know you're aware of this. He walked from past bear markets. and I'd like to get your perspective here that there's always some kind of massive kind of capitulation event, like something really big where like a lot of the market actually thinks Bitcoin is dead again. Now, I don't know if maybe, maybe we're past that precedent. Maybe that can't happen anymore because of, you know, how long it's been around at this point, even though it's not really been that long and we've seen it recover so greatly. Do you agree though? Does there have to be some major, major event? Um, and I don't know at this point what that would be, you know, Michael Saylor getting out of Bitcoin or I, I, I don't know what it would be, but do you agree? How do you feel about the actual sentiment, regardless of all this other macro stuff? What do you think about like sentiment with crypto right now? Well, don't you think Mt. Gox coins could be an event like that? I mean, and he's right. It, it has. There's always been a certain event uh, that took place that, you know, once that sentiment of Bitcoin is dead starts to happen you know you're really approaching or at the bottom um you start hearing it more people you know repeat it and the the sentiment becomes yeah it's it's over this time you know at that point then you know you've reached bottom pretty much um again once grayscale once that discount goes away that will happen as well um there's a lot of events that will play in part at the bottom um but yeah there's usually an event and i think i had said that before we were talking about the you know all the events leading up to a, a major crash and what they could be and i said there's probably one we don't know about um right right so who knows i mean you know we've discussed it in, in previous streams but um I, I I agree. Something something will happen that'll be a major capitulation event that'll trigger uh, a massive sell off all at once. You see one red candle, uh, and that's it. And then you know, mm -hmm. hopefully it'll chop around. You know, here, here's the thing: this, like you mentioned before, it's boring. 
It's very yeah. boring to sit here and watch this. And that's why people get so enticed on these scams that come out um, and start paying a little bit of yield and it's fun and exciting. And then guess what? You find out there's a glitch in the contract. Uh, I'm not going to name the project at all because I don't want people to go look at it or even invest in it. But um, right. there was a, a mistake in the in the coding where the stuff that was supposed to go into the liquidity pool was actually going to somebody else's wallet um and the contract is supposedly locked and somehow that was missed i'm not sure right you know but that's how things like that happen today i see celsius too um mishensky's talking about doing this all over again and my god i I just don't understand how people are that dumb a Mm -hmm. or or (laughs) Or B, how he can get away with even thinking about being a custodian of people's money again. Like, how's that allowed? I, I, I just, just baffles right. me. And how could, yeah, like you said, how are people that dumb? How could you really want to get back involved with something like that? I mean, I, I'm friends. Well, there's always new people to begin with. There's always True. new people yeah. coming in that don't know what happened there, you know, but it would take two seconds to, to Google Celsius and Google see. It. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, right. I know do your own research goes a long way with, with somebody that's not very brilliant, but um, right. <laughs> it doesn't take long to, to see the history of, of Celsius and, and what happened the first time. So. Well, you know, though, there are, you make a good point, you know, and I want to get back to remind me if I forget, cause I want to get back to the Mount Gox thing you brought up a minute ago, but I think there is, you talked about like new people getting into the market. And I do think there is this thing um, with maybe kind of like old heads that are into old school finance that are like, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm interested in this crypto thing. And, you know, I don't want to tell a wife or anything, but I'm going to put like uh, some <laughs> of our savings into this or whatever. And um, they fool around and have no idea what they're doing and end up with something like a Celsius or, yeah. um, you know, like I, I've, I've helped people like get onboarded before, like in my personal life that were like, man, yeah, you know what? I don't, I'm not going to be ageist here. Um, but some of them are older, but I mean, I don't think that even matters. There's plenty of young people that have no freaking clue about any of this stuff and could never, under, I don't know, say could never, but don't understand anything about crypto. Um, noobs getting in and just thinking like, oh yeah, here's this platform where I can just earn interest and they don't even understand anything about private keys. And sometimes it gets, you know, monotonous, I think to me anyway, I don't know if you ever feel this way, Ewok. And, you know, you talk about Richard Hart. I hear him saying it all the time too, obviously, but just hearing the phrases like not your keys, not your crypto, it kind of becomes cliche. And it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, no shit. It does. But people don't understand how important it really is. Right. Right. Is that where you were going? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's always new people. Mm hmm. Well, talk about some of the people that you could, because you've had them in your personal life too. I mean, like there, there is a big learning curve. I don't think people even understand that at all. I don't think they even understand the concept of having a wallet. I don't think they understand the concept, you know, why you do that. I I, I know they don't understand the concept of security with the wallet where they think that they can just put it in their, uh, my passwords document on their desktop or something like that. Um, What stuff do you run? Yeah. Yes, exactly. What kind of stuff do you run into anytime you've tried to get people onboarded into crypto? Just little things that maybe we take for granted that they don't understand. I think it's a good time to talk about it here in the bear market. Well, sure. Plus things are boring. So yeah. Um, well, one of the I think one of the most common things that has happened 
is if somebody hears me talking about crypto and they're like, oh, I have some crypto. Um, I trade on Robinhood. And I'm like, oh, yeah. well, you don't really have crypto then because it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a derivative that's not real crypto. You can't send it anywhere. Now, I don't know um, if, if Robinhood fixed that or they changed the way they were. I, I mean, I haven't been on there in forever. Someone yeah. said they were, were talking about changing it to where you actually could send and receive uh, your funds, but I, I, I haven't heard one way or another. But that, you know, that's one of the funny things that, that happens more often than not. Uh, somebody says, oh, yeah, I have some Shiba Inu or some Dogecoin or something exactly. like that that they heard Elon talk about. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Anytime that I do onboard somebody, it's it's definitely security first. This is why we're, you know, this is why we're creating this wallet, and you know, I explain kind of as much as I can without overwhelming somebody, because it's a lot of information as well to somebody new. They're like, oh my god, this is too much, you know. And right. You don't want to make it overly difficult, or they just lose interest, and you you cloud their their brain with way too much information that they. You know, don't need to know right away, uh, but eventually you, you've got to get them down that path and tell them why why we're doing what we're doing. So, right, and unfortunately, right now there's probably not too many new people coming to the market because of the bear market, and that's just the way it is. You know, it's as old. Unfortunately, yeah, it's just just how it's gone through time. I mean, people are not going to flock to the market right now, and they're going to whenever. Um, you know, NFL players are changing their handle to Aaron Rodgers ETH and stuff like that, like I said before. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I want to get so we were talking about the capitulation thing. And is there going to be like one, <clears throat> excuse me, isolated event that marks like the bottom of this bear market or like the mass capitulation and everything? You brought up the Mount Gox thing. And no, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I, I could see something like that being part of the event. But to me, it's like, how do you know that that's isolated or that, it, you know, it's not like there's a button that's pressed and all the Mt. Gox coins are sold at one time. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be like that anyway. How do you even either. know it's happening? I mean, I mean, maybe we will we'll probably see leaks of, um, you know, documentation and stuff like that. But how do you know? Well, there's, plenty, I mean, be there's, spread over there. Go ahead. there's plenty of people that are well-known streamers that have been in Bitcoin that long that are waiting mm -hmm. for coins. So I know we'll hear about it when it happens they'll definitely make it public publicly known um that they have gotten their coins now we don't know how it's going to be distributed whether it's going to be all at once if it's going to be slowly you know 100 addresses a day will receive theirs who knows like i don't know you know the ins and outs of it um that that would that would lead us to any kind of pattern or or how it's going to be distributed but you know if they mm -hmm. were smart they wouldn't release it all on the same day uh but then again that person that gets it on the last day if a bunch of people sell they're going to be pissed off that they didn't get it as early as the first people and now the price is three thousand dollars lower or whatever it might be because everybody mm -hmm. else dumped so I don't know. The fair way to do it is just everybody gets it all at once, I think. Um, and, and then they can't come back and say anything like that. So who knows? I, right. I, don't, I don't know how it'll work out, but we'll see. That's kind of the thing because I, I, I and yeah, as far as people actually getting the coins back, I think there's maybe some more exactness to like when that could happen, who's getting them when, we'll hear leaks and stuff like that. But as far as like 
individuals potentially selling it off. I mean, I think that could be a multi-month ordeal. Like I said, I mean, I think we could be seeing that kind of happen throughout the course of the end of the year. So I don't know that we're going to be able to point to it exactly. And I don't know that it's like a mass capitulation thing, or I don't think of it that way anyway, because we all already think it's going to happen. You know what I mean? I, I, I know everybody keeps talking about stuff being priced in, but people have been talking about Mount Gox all year long. You know, we've been you can't expecting price that this. In. You can't price a bunch yeah, of selling action into anything. I mean, that's really what will bring a market value down is everybody selling at the same time. So I right. don't know how you can figure that in. Uh, there's really no way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I don't know. I guess, it's just such an obscure thing that I'm like, how do you know that it's the Mount Gox coins that are bringing the prices down? I guess that's my thing. I just don't know. Um, I guess, Maybe some specific news around the Mount Gox thing happening. Like maybe like you're saying, like all these people talking about it or like some documentation that literally on this day, this is when they're going to X amount of people. And then you could you know, reasonably say, oh man, that's when they're going to get sold off. Maybe that. I guess I'm just trying to think of like a, you know, singular isolated happens on this day event, like back in May with Terra Luna. And again, I know that doesn't happen every day, but something like that, where it's just like, holy shit, like all happens in a day and then has ripple effects for the next few days. You know what I mean? Well, I'll give you an example of the last bear market. I, I believe China banned Bitcoin. That was a massive capitulation event. Um, that really affected the whole market. So I think Cheds was probably talking something similar to that, uh, where Venezuela, who may have been using Bitcoin at one time, stopped. They ceased to, you know what I mean? That They're mm. such a small country, it really doesn't matter. But that's the type of event that he's talking about, uh, where you know they shut off the miners in Russia or something. You know that that could be huge. It really could. So, right. It's it's more on that scale. Uh, but like I said, there's no way to figure in or bake in a price um, of potential sells uh, because that will truly bring the market down. You can't you can't really adjust or figure that in. So that's yeah. That's the one thing with that. Yeah, and you can't really predict it. That's actually part of an event like that happening, is it being unpredictable? I think, you know, like something could really come out of nowhere and kind of slap us in the face. So yeah, I definitely think that we're going to see more downside obviously, but I, I really do believe that this September, September 21st rate hike we're going to see is going to be the beginning of the end, so to speak, which in a way I think should be looked at positively because we're all about to get, we've already had what are, probably going to be generational prices to buy a lot of these assets. And now it's going to get even better. And we're going to be heading towards the end of this bear market, which I don't think has really been that bad of one, all things considered. Um, you know, you've been through a couple now anyway. Um, before we transition into some hex stuff and everything, how do you feel like this one in terms of length and kind of attitude and everything? Um has been different because we, obviously we've had more people into crypto than we've ever had before as the market continues to grow. And I think mass um, enthusiasm was probably, well, obviously sometime last fall, almost a year ago now. Um, you know, we were, and it's only, you know, we're 10 months removed already from being at 69K in November yeah. of 2021. Well, um, we're actually I think, a lot more uh, than that 
removed from when Richard Hart actually called the top, and that was in April. Was it April or May? April, uh, when we yeah, hit 65,000 the first time. So mm-hmm. that's the big difference for me is it's a lot longer uh, for what I see, you know, as the bear market, you know, he called the top at 65. It ended up doing one day at 69 and then dumping from there. Uh, so it was really a, you know, false, false, what do you say? Judas candle is what it was called. Right. Um, but so actually, if you take the top from there, uh, then yeah, we're, we're 10 months from there. But, you know, when you look at it as the other, the other top that was made, um, it, it is a substantially longer time than previous bear market cycles that were traditionally about a year. So (laughs) it just, it it feel, you know, it's so different now. I mean, like I remember you remember too, in the super bowl last year, um, it was the crypto bowl. I mean, Mm -hmm. all of these different exchanges, I remember the crypto.com one with Matt Damon and stuff like that. Like all of these, uh, fortune favors of brave or whatever it was like all these exchanges, Coinbase actually had that weird ad. Um, I don't know if you remember it where they had like the, the uh, thing moving around the screen. Um, yeah. All these exchanges had all these ads in the Super Bowl. We are so far removed from that. And I think those people and with those exchanges mishandled their funds so much. Even they were guilty of like, oh, yeah, it's up only. This is going up forever. And man, since I don't even know how that happened in February, there was already a lot of blood in the street. I don't even know how that was happening. But um, yeah, and now here we are now. So, I mean, um, yeah, hi. It's quite a fall from grace, but I mean, how do you think it compares to past bear markets overall? I guess. Well, you know, when wise. things are when things are going up, there is that euphoric feeling that you almost feel like it's going to go on forever, yeah. <laughs> even though we really know that it doesn't. Um, but you forget you f- when things are going that good, you really do forget about that last bear market. It's funny how psychological it really is, but it's true, you know, uh, for anybody to think, you know, it's every day I look, it's higher, it's higher, it's higher. This isn't going to stop. It's, it's great. Um, you know, you need that kick in the ass to, to come back to earth and realize that, you know, there, there's still cycles no matter, no matter what. Now, eventually, um, as more people get in the market, it will be less, of a drop i think um but it'll also be less of a a run in in the in the bull market as well you know right it'll yeah. even out a little bit they're not going to be as volatile up and down and um you know I, the more people that get in the the easier it is to kind of stabilize a little bit it'll still happen right. but just not not as violent yeah yeah, I could see that. But um, yeah, so that's what we've got coming up the rest of the year. Um, we're going to be here, I think, for quite some time. I think probably into most. I guess uh, the final question I'll ask you just on a market cycle here is when do you think, um, first of all, what do you define as the end of the bear market and the start of the next bull market? It, I, you know, is there a, uh, you know, a lot of the TA guys would probably use like if we start breaking a long-term trend, like the 200-week moving average very consistently or something like that, um, or just closing above it 
week in, week out, all of a sudden, and you could the, the long that the, we're basically beating the long term trend again. Um, would it be something like that, or what for you really marks like the start of the next bull market? Is it just when we've hit bottom and prices are now stagnant, or when we are consistently starting to go up? I think when it consistently evens out is considered the end. However, from the bottom until the actual bull market happens, I mean, when you look at the charts of any cycle, the massive run-up usually happens within a few weeks. I mean, it really takes off exponentially in those last couple weeks. And that's where, you know, actually it goes parabolic at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, otherwise you're chopping around for quite a long time, uh, and it does get boring, <laughs> but at least, you know, you've stopped going down. Um, so until we get to that euphoric feeling where it's really headed up at a accelerated rate, um, we've got a ways to go. I mean, you're right. talking into probably late 2023, before we even see somewhat upward momentum, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably right about that. And a lot of people don't want to hear it. I was talking about it in one of my videos on the broke boy crypto YouTube channel the other day. I think we are going to be in that kind of area for most of 2023 mm-hmm. and yeah, you just got to keep being patient. But I mean, it's one of those things where like, this is why, and we've talked about this last few weeks. I mean, this is when you absolutely need to be building. This is when you have to be doing other things in your life other than just looking at the charts every day um, to drum up that extra dry powder to get in at these prices. It is so valuable. I don't think people realize, and you mentioned this a few weeks ago with Hex specifically, but you can do it with any crypto really as far as this goes, is how easily you can lower your cost basis if you were buying reading up to the top of the last bull market. I mean, you know, people don't really understand math sometimes as far as like, let's just take Hex, for example. If you were buying Hex at 40, 45, 50 cents a year ago, and right now you have the opportunity today to buy it at three and a half cents, it was as low as like 2.9 cents, of, you know, weeks ago for a little bit. Um, talk about how easily you can really lower your overall cost basis right now because i mean you, some of these coins i mean like so anything that you are and i will say this anything that you are long-term convicted in, and i would put that as in crypto terms probably five plus years conviction in um talk about how easily that you can lower your cost basis right now at these prices yeah i forget what the example was i think it was uh, 30 or 40 cents if you had put roughly $10,000 in, we're going to just use that as a rough number, even or a thousand, let's say a thousand dollars. You put a thousand dollars in at, at 30 or 40 cents. Um, and then it had dropped down to, I think at that point, five or six cents, maybe it was three or four, whatever it was. If you had bought in another thousand at that point, your average cost basis would have come down to about eight or nine cents not halfway between the 30 and the, you know what I mean? Most people think, mm-hmm. well, it cuts, cuts it in half, uh, but it really doesn't. Your, 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 your average cost goes down, I think it's 60 or 70%. Um, yeah. The lower you go, the higher the rate of, of your average buy-in because you can get that much more, um, which in turn then makes it, when it goes back up, you're in profit a lot sooner than right. if you just wait. Um, cause waiting sucks. 
you might as yeah. well at least try to improve your position you know if you believe that it's actually going to do something you know i mean you know there are some projects that that start and they dip and they dip and they dip and probably won't come back um however you know hex is a lot different because it does have the community around it um our our, our fearless leader richard hart who's improving other things building continuing to build he didn't just disappear um after the project or, or product went you know took a nice 85 95 dip um mm -hmm. so you know if it's got market fit and you can buy in at these rates you're going to help yourself long term tremendously yeah yeah and that's on anything that, again that you're you are really invested in long term it's so important to be buying at these prices and not just ignoring the market this is when you should be most active mm -hmm. real quick because i don't even want to talk about it and i don't think you probably do either and everybody else is and i don't really care about it but this eth merge um it is obviously good for eth i think we agree um it's it's, it's good, good for the for environment crypto. exactly yes it's good for crypto and yeah the environment as a whole um, it's all good, but as we've been talking about for some time, there's a lot of misnomers around the merge. And a lot of people think that this is going to mean like lower fees, um, quicker network speed right now and all this stuff. None of that is really true, um, in the short term. So, um, I don't want to say it's like a, a nothing burger or anything like that. It certainly is something. I think it's just something that we're going to have to wait to see the long-term effects of, which will eventually come. But as far as the price of ETH, we already did the 2x from the bottom solely based on the news that the merge was going to happen mm -hmm. right now, okay? That's happened over the last couple of months here. So, I mean, we were at like 875 for Ethereum. They went up to, they went up to 2,000 already, you yeah. know, for a short period of time, and it has dipped back down. Right now, we're still almost a 2x from the bottom. So, there's no more, for everybody that wonders at all still about this, there's no more price appreciation, I don't think, for ETH right now based on anything to do with the merge the only thing we're going to get is downside action and it's just going to be its eth's natural correlation to the rest of the crypto market i think likely after the fomc announcement last week and we're probably going to retest those lows i think if anything eth may not go as low as it would have once gone you know without the the, the news of the merge but i don't think we get any more positive price action really post-merge for ethereum other than just its natural you know, the market is going up a little bit today, other than this, it's natural rise with the rest of the market. But um, what do you think about yep. all that, Ewok? No, I agree. I think this is a, a sell the sell the news event. Um, there are, like you said, a bunch of people out there that think they're going to get a lot of stuff. Not now, um, not until later down the road where this does set them up, possibly for higher throughput, for lower fees, for, um, you know, I don't know if they're going to, they're still a net positive. Um, even with fee burning, they're not, they're still creating more than they're burning. So it is still an inflationary thing. Um, who knows what's going to happen when the miners decide they're going to fork off their um, ETH chain that continues to, to rely on proof of work um we'll see how that goes that could be interesting i mean i'm more excited for that to see how that all plays out um mm -hmm. because technically if the forks if the chain splits you're gonna have identical chain state i believe 
which means a copy of hex for us on on that chain too right so right. so now now you know we could have three three brands of of hex on three different chains could be interesting i think yeah. the one with the miners though is short-lived um so who knows maybe some profit taking is uh due we'll see how that goes um but I, I wouldn't want to sell it all just in case something strange happens where, um, you know, ETH 2.0 doesn't work so well. I, I, who knows? Uh, something else right. I was considering, too, is, you know, Richard at one point was very um, adamant about beating them to the, to the punch, uh, releasing Pulse mm, Chain yeah. before ETH 2.0 comes out. But now that ETH 2.0 will come out first, I wonder if it makes it easier on the coders or, or the, the devs. Because um, mm -hmm. I know part of what they were kind of working on was fixing all the bugs and crap that was in the BSV chain, which does rely on proof of stake, um, validators, things like that. Um, I, I wonder if they'll maybe circle back and incorporate now that they only have to um do, do you know what i'm saying yeah it could be, yeah it could, yeah definitely it could be interesting I, i'm not sure if it'll play a part in speeding things up or not we'll see yeah, um it's definitely gonna be interesting sorry i was just retweeting the show out again but um yeah, yeah we had I one viewer that, pop in earlier there i saw that, one well viewer. the one right now is me so uh don't get don't get too excited there but, oh okay so um, yeah, right now anyway um they're, but, they're flooding in here they come. yeah they're flooding in that yeah we're, we're picking up speed here um but yeah i do I, I do i do agree with your point though i mean like yeah you would think that there would be less i mean at this point what is there really for devs to stress about you know what i mean i don't think there's really much to worry about you know um like the merge is happening who cares really i mean the people that are excited about pulse chain are going to remain excited about pulse chain you know i mean well, that's not really going to change as they should be because they're going to get lower fees they're going to get higher throughput they're going to get faster blocks um you know there's a lot more of positive with pulse chain than there is with 2.0 other than you know it's changing from proof of work to proof of stake that's all right nothing right. changes with eth at all so right. there's a lot yeah, more to look um, forward to. Yeah, I, I think so too. And we've kind of just naturally segued into the kind of hex portion of our show here. Um, so, you know, I, I get sick of trying to predict like pulse dates or anything like that. Um, but it does seem at this point, I mean, do you think it's something we're probably looking at into 2023 now? Or what do you, what do you think the plan is? I, I know people are trying to, you know, game theory this thing and listen to, the secret code um, coming from Richard's mouth mm -hmm. and stuff and figure out what he's exactly saying. And I just the other day, I saw somebody write a whole mm -hmm. dissertation on <clears throat> how it's definitely going to be like November or something like that. So do you have an opinion at this point or you're just like, Hey, <laughs> when it happens, uh, it happens. I would like to see November. I, I well, yeah. think that maybe what they're shooting for, um, obviously sooner is better, but if there's still bugs that they're trying to fix, they're not going to put it out. I mean, it's just as simple mm -hmm, as that. Right. Um, they're not going to take the chance to release it before it's truly battle tested and ready. Um, I do know that they just added limit orders to Pulse X Exchange. Did you see that? 
I did see that. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, pretty cool that they put that. You know, they merged that in there and uh, got that working on the test net. I mean, test net is is running perfect. It's fun. If you're bored, mm -hmm. that's where you mm -hmm. should be. Uh, don't go investing money into crap that you don't know about. You know, get in there and play around and get good at it so that yeah. when, when this stuff means something, you know what you're doing. Play around with yeah. liquidity providing. Play around with farming. Um, the incentive token, there's all kind of cool stuff in there, man. It's it's crazy, and you can play around. You can get free pulse on the, the freepulse.io. Um, you know, there's the, still the, the faucet that works, um, trade, Tr try your hand at trading and see how well you do, um, before right. you play around with, I mean, it's a, it's a great opportunity, uh, to wreck yourself and, and realize yeah. that you, that you suck at it and, and you don't cost yourself anything, you know? Right. That that's kind of what I was going to say too, right now is like, there's going to be so many people that do so many will end up being dumb things at the actual launch of Pulse Chain, you know, just ratio trading, that you might as well just get it out of your system now. So whenever yeah. the, the day actually comes, you can just kind of sit tight, let things kind of weed themselves out for a week or two, um, you know, before you actually dip your toe in the water or anything. Because I think that's going to be a big thing. There's going to be this, people are going to feel like they need to get all this action in or like, okay, I don't have enough Pulse. I need to get to, I, I don't have enough Pulse X. I need to get, you know, and it's like just, wait a little bit like just let this shake out because you might be doing something real colossally dumb and you don't even know it yet don't even realize it yeah right yeah right. i have a feeling people are going to do that they're going to ape into stuff um and you know typically on launch of products there is a sell-off at the beginning especially with how long people have had to wait not everybody's as patient as as we are for it. I, I want it to be ready. I want it to be perfect. I don't need it tomorrow. Um, right. I, I know when we sacrificed, we got a hell of a deal. Um, that in itself saved us a lot of downside pain. Um, so I, I'm, I'm tickled that I got in when I did and preserved that value of what it was then uh, before it was three cents, you know? So... Right. I want it to be ready. I want it to be perfect, bulletproof, battle-tested, the, the best that it can be uh, for that reason. Because we, we've gone through enough drama and, and issues and problems and just people saying scam, 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 that if it's right. not if it's not ready, it, it's going to be problems. And, and, you know, they know that. That's why they're, they're making it, you know, right. It's got to be right. Right. Yeah, so. for as much shit as and we've we've said this for as much shit as Richard talked, rightfully so, and I think he's earned it. You can't release something and have there be a problem. You know, it just cannot happen. So, well, not him. You know, other people do it and get away with it all the time. Um, well, yes, yeah, yeah, but he he's made a living. Uh, well, not literally, but he is known yeah. for number one is his good product that has never you know, run flawlessly so yep. far and, and talking crap on all the ones that don't, which are the majority of them. And he's totally right. But you, <laughs> I'm just saying you can't be that guy yes. and then have a failed prod product. So I totally understand where he's coming from. And it's like, Hey, it's going to take as long as it takes. Yep. Exactly. Yeah.
So I want to get into Heathrow on a little bit. I've been really excited about this recently um, and starting to actually understand what it is. For anybody that doesn't know, um, it's another coin that's going to be in the Pulse ecosystem. It's been around already since, man, when was that initial, when you were able to mint Heathrow originally? Was that March, I believe, of this year? Uh, No, I think it was before that. Okay. I don't remember. Well, I don't earlier really this remember year. when Hedron launched, actually. Okay. There, if you go to the Hedron chart, which I may do in a moment here, and we'll see. I'm pretty sure it was March. But um, so basically, it's, it's helping provide liquidity to hex stakes, which is really interesting because hex states are, stakes are not, you know, uh, liquid, obviously. I mean, you have coins staked. Um, and Hedron just provides a lot of interesting things, including these hex stake instances where you can actually on the Hedron platform create hex stakes as a, I just, I didn't even understand this until recently, but create a hex stake instance through Hedron. And if you do it that way, you actually get, I, I use the term get loosely, but you have access to all of the hedron that you would you would um, eventually earn throughout your hex stake immediately if you do a stake that way. So if you do even like a 55, 55 hex stake or something like that, all of the hedron that you would accrue over those 50 years, you have access to immediately. And if you decide to use it or anything, you know, it has to be essentially paid back. But I, I just discovered that you could do that the other day. I wasn't aware right. of that. Yeah, um, it was the very yeah. first platform that came out that you could take a loan out um, against your hex stake. Um, not only that, but once you do create the um, HSI, you can transfer it. Uh, before, mm-hmm. when you created your hex stake, it's locked. You can't do anything with it. So if that wallet were to get hacked or whatever, you can't move it. Um, somebody mm-hmm. has access to the wallet. They have access to your stakes. However... The cool thing with the HSI is not only can you borrow against your future gains, um, keep in mind, you got to pay it back, or it goes up for auction and you lose it. Um, So be very, very careful of that. Uh, But you you can can also transfer it. So people are giving them as gifts. If you want to give a a nephew or a niece um, an HSI as a birthday gift and transfer it to a wallet that's different than what you own, you can do that as well. You know, it becomes a, a hex staked NFT essentially. So it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, now, now right. what Hedron is though, the Hedron token itself, um, what it is, is if you have native hex stakes that are already made, it will take the um, days served multiplied by the, I believe it's B shares because, you know, obviously if you have a T share, it's a thousand B shares. Um, and then if you claimed it in the first hundred days, they had this program where every 10 days, the multiplier came down by one. So over a hundred days, it started at a multiplier of 10, um, mm-hmm. 10 days. It was down to nine, eight, seven. After a hundred days, it was gone. Um, but a lot of people locked in that multiplier at nine and ten. Um, so now they're getting the days served times the right. B shares times the multiplier. 
So there were people out there that were big dolphins, sharks, um, (laughs) according to, according to their, their staker app, um, that were minting hundreds of millions of hedron. Um, and that was one of the big problems that a lot of people saw from the beginning was the oversupply. It's just going to take forever to, um, go through the supply and people are just going to keep minting it and selling it daily right uh when they have that big of a, a bag um minting a couple hundred million a day uh was nothing uh, now the one use case for hedron at the beginning was uh if you remember how we said you could borrow against your um, hsi if you didn't pay it back um it would go up for auction and then you had to use hedron to buy it. When you bought mm-hmm. it, those hedron get burned. Um, but that process was so slow compared to how many hedron that were out there. Um, there was really no mechanism to stop people from just minting it and selling it. So it was a almost a continuous negative price pressure, right? So the thing that just happened recently uh, was the ICOSA brand um, and the ability to now stake your hedron um, and earn ICOSA. And then you can then on the ICOSA that you earn, stake that as well and earn more of the ICOSA. So there's more properties now for, for locking it up, for slowing that down. Um, and the more that you have, the longer you have to lock it up. I forget what the rate is. Um, if you have a small amount, I think you only have to lock it up for 30 days. That's right. Um, yeah. If you have a, uh, I don't know, a couple billion, I know that you have to lock it up for 90 days. Um, I think it goes up to like six months or so. Or, yeah. I believe like up to 180 yeah. days or so. Yeah, I believe that. And then you can add to it. But when you add to it, <clears throat> it resets that that timer. Um, so you can continuously mm-hmm. add to your stake. Um, you can't take away from it. However, you can add to it. And then it resets that timer for another 90 days, 60 days, whatever it might be. So right. it's, it's pretty cool. Um, we are going to see uh, there was the WhatsApp. Um, event mm-hmm. that was a one-time uh, kind of like last man standing chicken, whatever you want to call it. Um, everybody is in this pool um, and to get in the pool, you had to create a, an HSI. Um, those will then be, I believe they were burned. I, I forget the, the details of it exactly. Um, but in, in 90 days from the launch, then all of those will go on the open market for sale, uh, which will mm, also yeah. suck up a lot of the hedron uh, from the market as well. People trying to buy those up, outbid each other. Um, at, at, you know as well as I do on eBay when the last couple minutes of an auction, uh, the price starts to tick, 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 tick. People just keep outbidding each other. Oh, I remember um, and, selling uh, my classic Barbie dolls still in the packaging back <laughs> in the day. Yeah. Yeah, last second bids but, coming in. Yeah, so you know it'll happen, and and because it was free to begin with, people are going to bid higher than probably what it's worth. Um, if you 
if you measure the monetary value of the hedron versus what that t-share would cost you uh, to get on your own so it could be interesting we'll see what happens man uh but i'm yeah. happy that the whole ecosystem kind of took off um gave mm -hmm. us a reason to hold it and do different things with it rather than just mint it and sell it yeah and i think hedron i mean it's such an understated thing i mean like hex already is such a great product that everybody that's involved with it loves and now you add in this kind of liquidity um with stakes you know that's the big thing with the stakes is that's it. They're there forever. If there's any, and I don't consider it a downside or a negative, and I know you don't either, but if there's anything that somebody who doesn't really understand the hex contract could say about it, um, or that doesn't fully understand it, it would be that like, oh, you mean if I do like a 10 year stake, I'll lose everything if I unstake it early? Well, like, yeah, but that's why you understand the contract to begin with and don't yeah. <laughs> over invest in it. But now the fact that you actually added this kind of liquidity, with Hedron, I think the sky might be the limit with this thing. And I think it's really, um, you know, as far as something that is not Hex, but just something helping out Hex, the best thing that we have seen yet, you know, that's, yeah. that's associated with it. And, you know, we're the all-time high so far for Hedron's price. And it, it was back in March. That's just, that's when the, that's anyway, when the price goes back until anyway on the charts. But uh, its all-time high is right around the five zeros and a seven, so whatever you want to call that number. Um, so we're about fifty percent down from that right now. Um, and you know, I think I, I think we'll probably go lower. I think we get back into the mid twos and maybe maybe even down into the ones again. Um, but the price has been so hot, and it's really been, um, you know, it, it, it's really been holding its own in this market over the last six months. So. Um, I don't think this is something just to purely mint off your hex stakes. I do think it's something to be investing in. Um, well, I would like yeah. to add one thing. Um, as far as I'm concerned, because it is built around hex, the one thing I don't want to see is people just say, oh, well, this is going to go up. I'm not going to even bother with hex. Um, I still right. recommend getting your hex and minting your hedron for free. Get oh, both, yeah. right? Don't just skip the the part that really matters, and your that's your T shares, um, and FOMO your money into. That's the one thing I don't like about the extra coins, um, mm -hmm. you know. But is what it is, right? No, I certainly get that. I mean, like if you're thinking of a, um, yeah, I'm purely talking about Hedron being like a small portion of a portfolio, you know, like probably sub five percent or something like that but yeah obviously hex is the main the main thing here and the getting the free heat drawn is just a nice bonus as well so um but you know not to underrate what i think this token could do long term i think it's really interesting have you actually um have you watched some of the crypto sloth videos he's been he's become like the heat drawn guy really on youtube have you checked him out at all i've seen a little bit of his stuff though um i, I haven't given it a whole lot of attention i forget who he was on with um and it almost became i don't want to say combative you know he mm. was sticking up for the the hedron um and somebody else was kind of saying what i just said um right. as to right. buy the hex first get your free hedron 
um, he was kind of the other way around saying, well, what, just buy the Hedron. You get more of it at yeah. this point, um, and your price appreciation could be much higher. Well, I, again, I'm still sold on T-shares is where it's at, where you need to be. All the other stuff is icing on the cake, you know. Right. Take And who knows, you know, if you buy Hedron, you may not get airdrops later. There's a lot of hex people that are creating things that will continue to create things based on that T-share. I think mm-hmm. the long the long term play is definitely buy your T shares um, and get all the other free stuff that that comes with it. So right, yeah, no, I agree with you one hundred percent there. So you heard it here first, uh, crypto. You walk not a fan of uh, uh, crypto sloth. So there you go. I did not uh, say that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I do think it's he. Is it now? I just forgot his name. Is it crypto? So what is it? Is it Crypto Sloth? I just said that. Now I forget his name already. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Crypto Sloth. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, his Hedron stuff is very good. But no, I, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah, you don't want to lose sight. And that's what happens in crypto so often because there's so many great gains to be made in sure. all of these different things that people like just want to have all of them. You know, and that's how you get these portfolios that have like 25 coins in them, which I think is terrible. And it's like, okay, I got to have this wallet for this one, this wallet for that one, this exchange, this one goes on a DEX. And I, you know, it's, I couldn't keep track of that. That's why I think like the best portfolios are like sub eight coins. Yeah. Simple. Yeah, I know. Easy to manage. Right. I mean, obviously, you know, the longer you're in, the more things you're going to acquire that are, are valuable if you play it right uh, and don't wreck yourself. Uh, but but back to what you're saying too, though, man. People are bored. Um, yeah, and they're not going to listen. They're not going to listen to my advice, your advice. I, I hope they do. Um, well, it's not financial advice, so they should. Well, it's not. Right? It's not. It's 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 just been around the block a couple times. Um, yeah, you know, you can take my advice or not. It's not financial advice, but don't um, don't think you know more just because you just walked into this space and. Um, right. Doesn't usually work out too well. You learn from the people that have been there and done it, um, telling you things for a reason. So, and it's very easy to, to get yourself wrecked here. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is. So, I mean, either way, one thing we agree on is for the majority of things right now, I don't want to say the majority, but for a lot of things that you have long term conviction in, if you're buying them right now, uh, you're doing yourself pretty well. But, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much going to wrap it up, I think, for this episode. Um, you know, I like I said, next week is a big week, and I know you know we're not short-term investors, so I don't mean to keep harping on like, oh, the FOMC meeting is next week. Well, what's Powell going to say? Like, I'm not just a lap dog for what the Fed says, but it is going to have a big short-term effect, um, which is going to have a mid-term effect, which is going to have a long-term effect, and um, you know, I think that if you have been sitting on the sidelines most of this bear market or just tiptoeing in. Um, which is kind of more like what I've been doing. Um, the the big buys are still to come. And uh, I've been licking my chops for a few weeks here, uh, actually for all of the summer. And I just, um, you know, I'm excited to see where we go. So anything else from you, Ewok? Anything else you want to add on tonight's program? I don't believe so. Save your dry powder. Um, it's coming, guys. It's coming. The best time to get in. Hopefully right yes, around the corner. A couple more months and... Uh, We'll be there. So keep your job. Don't retire. Don't live your yeah. life um, on crypto quite yet. 
um, keep keep those income streams uh, coming so that you do have the dry powder when that opportunity uh, stares you right in the face and you can make life-changing wealth. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, I am Broke Boy Crypto. I just released, actually, we're just talking about a hex. I released a uh, staking hex for beginners video just last night. So if you are new to it, if you're hearing it on this podcast, you don't know what hex is somehow, go ahead and check that out. I think uh, I think I did a pretty good job, right, Ewok? Just kind of just yeah. going over the basics. It's a bare bones one. It's a basic one. It's, it's a primer, but I think it does pretty well to kind of explain the hex contract and get a, a first timer. Yeah pop their cherry if you will sure i i, I enjoyed it I, I watched it uh not long after you posted it um and i did add a comment that you know that you didn't say it but uh, you know alluded to you're it trying to say after... i messed up here are you trying to say i no, messed up no no okay. you just didn't bring something up that is important part of you're it right. um and, and that's that the um increased t-share rate you don't get after 10 years um, mm -hmm. But it is super important to consider locking it in for those extra five years um, because that is where the true compounding will actually happen. Because if you do the math on it at 10 years, you'll never get the near the share rate at that point to buy back in to be even close to it. So locking it up for that extra time past those 10 years um, is where you'll see people start to fall off and you actually start to earn a bigger portion of that pie. Um, I know you read the, the, um, the one part of it where it says, you know, if you have 10% and there's a hundred, you're getting 10 over the hundred or what hundred over the 10, whatever, uh, as the portion of your payout. But just remember as people fall out of that, that cycle, you're earning now more of the pie because the share rate always increases which means you're earning more of it as people fall out um, and have to restake at a, at a much worse rate. Um, so just you mm -hmm. by buying it and locking it in for that extra time will allow you that extra uh, portion as people fall out of there. So anyway, yeah. it was a great video. Well, you did a very good job. I, I was impressed. And um, well, thank you. Thanks for putting it out there. People needed to, you know, needed that bare bones tutorial. Yeah, yeah, I think that does happen because there are so many people that have been in Hex for so long that you kind of get into the more advanced game theory. And you just kind of illustrated how, you know, it seems like it could be a simple contract and how much is there really to talk about? Yeah. Well, a lot. And there's a right. lot of different things and ways that you can do it. And like I just said, kind of game theory. And that's why I did think it'd be good to just kind of do like a nice introduction to you know, how to actually do it. And of course, there's plenty of videos on YouTube as well as how to actually buy Hex. You know, if you've never done it, so, you know, I'll leave that to other people, too. You can check all the, that out. The one other thing I forgot to mention is I would do your longer stakes first hmm. and and lock that rate in and then work your way backwards um, as opposed to getting a little bit, putting it in for a year, getting more, do two years, getting more. So lock your lock your best rate in for the longest term now it'll pay off longer or better in the long run and then work your way back to whatever your ladder is so that whenever, even if it's a year down the road, um, that first one that comes out, you can pop that then to the end of that 15 year, take some mm -hmm. profit and continue the, 
the race, but it'll it'll get you closer as you work toward it instead of working away from it because you'll always be playing catch up if you don't do that. So that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, I don't hear people say that too often, so that's a good one too. But all right, well, hey, we covered a lot here tonight. We got the ETH merge. We got FOMC meetings next week. Uh, it's a boring time of the bear market, but uh, boy, we're gonna have some interesting times here ahead. I think over the next two months or so. So. A lot still to come for my co-host, Crypto Ewok. This is our first ever live stream. More of them to come as well. I'm going to try to get a more consistent schedule with the podcast, and we will be live streaming all of them as well. So uh, you can find Crypto Ewok on Twitter. Well, you go ahead and give out your Twitter and your YouTube. Yeah, it's all at Crypto Ewok, uh, Twitter, YouTube. Um, Easy enough. Yep, and I am at Broke Boy B O I Crypto on YouTube and Twitter. Check both of us out. But that is going to do it for the episode. We will catch y'all next time on the Creed of Crypto Podcast. Mm-hmm.